Hey everyone, welcome to Paths of Empowerment. This is Shelly Schultz Forrest with my cohort, Becky Byrne. And we have a wonderful guest today, Kathy Covell, someone I've met on this journey. It's been a long time now, Kathy, about I think 2002, we met in skill enhancement at John Barnes Myofascial Release Center. Then it was Paley, Pennsylvania. So that's our guest. She's an author. She has her own practice in Indiana. She does seminars. I could go list on forever, but <laughs> welcome, Kathy. Yes, Thank welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. That's quite an introduction. It's it's been it's been so neat all the different people I've met over the years and like people like you who I may not talk to in quite a while, but it's like we've never never missed a beat. So um, thank you so much for having me here. I'm I'm happy and I love 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 the name of your um, the the series you're doing the, the empowerment because that's pretty much everything I've been working on is how do you help empower people? So. I so love Go ahead, Becky. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to get the conversation rolling. And Kathy, um, tell us a little bit about your personal journey. I understand that you're a physical therapist and you met Shelly um, throughout the classes that you've taken with myofascial release. So if you want to just walk us through your journey a little bit, I think that would be a great place to start. All right. Well, I'll have to say to begin with, um, my journey, you know, when I was, I, I did end up writing a book and I thought the title should have been, I tried everything the hardest way possible. So here, let me try and help you do it easier. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have to say that my journey, if I connected back with people who I went to physical therapy school with and all of that, they would never believe what I am doing now. So I'd like to just say, if I can make it through and uh, figure some of this out, then anyone can do it <laughs> because I was total type A, uh, force my body, push myself, emotions, what are emotions kind of person. And, you know, so I think that's kind of normal in our society, actually, and uh, got to the point where just everything piled up, you know, came out most as physical pain but it was everything. I was going through a really horrible relationship, you know, all of it together. And that's about the time someone said, well, let me, let me um, try the myofascial release on you because my back pain was so bad. And here I am, I'm a physical therapist. And I have people coming to me for me to help them with their pain. And I'm like, you think you have pain, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was doing everything I was supposed to do. You're supposed to force your body. You're supposed to just, you know, work harder, strength train more. And um, it wasn't working. And so someone said, well, let me try mile fast release on you. And I literally said, well, that crap's not going to work. And yeah, so that, that's, you know, where I was my starting point. And um, it started to work. And I started to feel physical changes. So one of my friends said, well, hey, you should go take these classes from John Barnes. And, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I want to learn how to do this. I want to learn this really nice physical technique that can help other people with pain. 
And so I get to the seminars and guess what? There's emotions coming up and I, I don't do emotions. <laughs> and, and, and it was really freaking me out, but I knew how much it had helped me physically. And before long, all of a sudden emotions were coming up in me and I'm like, what is going on here? And um, that was my introduction to the fact that the emotions, the mind, the body, everything connects. And from that moment on, it was like a whole world had been opened up to me. You know, there, there's all these books out there about this by Wayne Dyer and Carolyn Mace and all of these people. And, and it was just so amazing to have a whole nother world opened up for you. And did it turn my world upside down? Oh, yeah. You know, I ended up <laughs> ended the relationship. I mean, made some really big changes that literally... I think everyone has these moments where they know they're, they know that if they make this choice, it's going to change everything and it's scary. And there's a big part of them that does not want to make the choice. And if you do make that next step, everything does change. And it's just amazing. Um, was it hard? Were there emotional things? Were there problems with the changes? Was it up and down? Of course, but I finally felt like I was moving forward instead of just spinning around in, in, in a circle. Mm. And so, yeah. And so then, yeah, I mean, and, and um, you know what, but I'm sure I had been given that opportunity multiple times before. Uh, it's just, if you, you know, life keeps trying, everyone thinks that life is trying to beat them down, but life is trying to literally open you up. Um, mm. and, and if we're open to it, it doesn't have to be as hard, but when you get really, really locked down into your beliefs, like I was, sometimes it, it takes a sledgehammer to, to open you up, you know, <laughs> more than once. <laughs> well, yes. It, and, and there's different layers that we come to and we think, you know, sometimes it, it does take that again. And then other times we get to where it, it might just take a feather and um, it just, the more we're open to it. And, and also, you know, the, the more entrenched a belief has been, you know, it might not even just be from me, you know, those generational beliefs, those can really be, be um, need a little more persuasion to let. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that led you to make seminars, right? And write your books. Well, that, that led me to going and working for John Barnes. Um, the, I worked, I went out, I had the opportunity, I took seminars and then had the opportunity to work at John's clinic in Paoli for about two and a half years, which, you know, that was just, uh, I mean, day in, day out, you're working at his clinic, take help and teach seminars. It's just such an incredible opportunity for growth. And a part of that process, I they had what was called MFR Talk at the time. Um, it was before Facebook and all of that. So literally, mm. people would email, it, email in questions, and you know, one I of remember us. Remember that? Yeah, one, yeah. So one of us would email a response and everyone who was on our email list would get the response. And, you know, that was way before how easy it is now. But um, I started answering some of those questions and I realized I enjoyed writing 
And so I started to find that there were the same questions, you know, some of the basic questions kept getting asked over and over. So I asked if it was all right to put together the list. And that led to my book, you know, the most frequently asked questions. And I had one for patients and for therapists. And they're, they're similar books. It's just for therapists. I also went into a couple of things that mainly the therapists would um, ask. And mm -hmm. so that led to those books while I was uh, working out in Paoli. And, um, and then at the time, uh, the other person, uh, Tamara, who teaches the equine myofascial release courses, she had taken some time off of teaching seminars. And so we had people keep asking, when's the next equine seminar? When's the next equine seminar? And I was like, you know, I could, I could teach that. And I asked if it was all right, if I could teach that seminar. And it's, it, you know, it was one of those moments where afterwards, <laughs> I'm like, what was I thinking? I can teach a <laughs> seminar, you know, it was just one of those things that came out of my mouth and it came together. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to be teaching a seminar. How did this happen? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and you just never know. Um, how that's going to go. And actually I really enjoyed it. It, it uh, flowed very nicely for me. And, and I have such a passion for horses. I always have. And, and when I was out in Pennsylvania, there were quite a few people who were treating horses that I got to learn under and really uh, get some great information and it was such a powerful course to teach. And I, I, I learned really quickly that I could not keep it um, let's just say basic techniques, because when you're working with horses, there's such an emotional connection that people mm -hmm. were having emotional releases and they had no clue what was going on. And, you know, I had, I had new myofascial release that kind of understood it, but then there were other people who were horse owners or horse, you know, their life was horses and they'd never had any exposure to the concept of, you know, the emotional releases and, and that, but horses are just such emotional and powerful beings that, that it happened. And so um, it was so amazing to have that and to see that, which then led me into a whole nother realm of having people interact with horses for their emotional healing. You know, it's just it's just kind of funny how things kind of fall together or come together at certain times. You know, someone will recommend, hey, you should read this book. And, and it's just at the right time. And so um, I read a book called Writing Between the Worlds by Linda Kohanov. And she really is fabulous with um, the whole connecting with people with horses for such significant levels of growth and healing. And um, so then, and it, and it flowed in so well with what I was doing with myofascial release, you know, cause we out there in, in Pennsylvania, I mean, we have people who are specifically coming out for healing physically, emotionally, everything. We have specific programs put together that are supposed to, you know, and uh, facilitate that. And it does. But the thing I kept having a hard time with was, how do you get people to see their unhealthy patterns? 
you know? Mm-hmm. That's, oh, that's, that's a good, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Because, well, and because, you know, I may be able to see it, but if I say something to you, then, well, that's just my opinion, you know? And, and so it, it really has to come more from them seeing it. So how do you help that? And what I found is if you put someone in with a horse, the horse will literally mirror or reflect what is going on in your life. Mm. And it's beyond belief. And I'll try and describe it a little bit. But um, the problem is, um, you know, it's such an experiential thing. But um, I think... But I, I think it, you explaining it um, from that seminar, I did take one with you, the horse you used to, you just had to write up what you felt when you saw the horse, mm-hmm. what, 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 what you, when you looked at the horse, what did you feel? Mm-hmm. And I think that that was a great mirror and very powerful. And then sharing with the group, how different people perceive yeah. the same horse. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I, I think that's was how you, you really connected how you personally see the world oh what's that <laughs> i'm sorry i think i have there we go i'm trying i think my my um, that's okay your busy ringer person. might be on there we go i thought i had it turned off i'm sorry about that that's, uh, it's, it's okay it's okay it's life we're real <laughs> yes it's life we're real so there we go with horses um yes not only what's so cool is when you have people interact with horses uh, you know, you, I do that whole perception thing right to begin with. I, I have each person interact with one of the horses from a distance and just kind of say, write down whatever. They, they may see a color. They may have a word that comes up. They may get, an, you know, whatever comes up about you with the horse or whatever, you write it down. And then everyone shares it. And what's interesting is how everyone might have a different perception of the horse. And it really shows you that you know, no two people see things the same way. And even like, again, if I say I can see this pattern in you, how much, uh, you know, some of that is from my perception of things too, where if you're with a horse, what I love about horses and interacting with horses is it gives you a real life experience and you can take the feeling of that experience. And when you have, you know, when you have an idea of something, it's a concept in your mind. When you have the felt sense of it, it becomes a truth. Mm, mm-hmm. And once you have a truth, you can take that truth and apply it to other situations. Mm, okay? I love that. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that that, you know, so whenever people come for my intensive programs, I say you need to do at least two sessions with the horses. And they're like, what? You know, <laughs> I don't like horses. And then after the first session, uh, they're like, can I add another one with the horse? Because they just, you know, it changes everything from conceptual to felt sense and that can lead to truth and and really powerful changes you know so for one example i use this a lot is um uh, boundary setting okay so Mm -hmm. with horses they're prey animals and they're they're herd animals so they interact with um 
And I, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at myself because I'm using my hand language and you guys can't see that. <laughs> I can see it. I can see you moving your hands. I get so passionate about this. It's just, I, it's so neat because, um, so with, with herd animals, that means that if one animal feels a sensation, they'll all spread it through them. And we, we can do that ourselves as humans. We've just kind of forgotten to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are setting boundaries with a horse, they are going to honestly reflect what you're telling them. Okay. So if you are, you know, I give people, I, I give them a short whip and I call it a boundary stick. It's, it's not to use as an aggressive thing. It's just, it helps lengthen your arm and give you some more authority if you need it. But you can have that whip and you can be shaking it up and down and yelling and jumping up and down. But if you don't really mean it, the horse isn't going to listen and it's going to come and just kind of put its nose on you and push you around and say, you really don't mean that, do you? (laughs) You (laughs) Kind of like life. I'm hearing a lot of metaphors (laughs) for life in general. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. We create, that's exactly what the work is about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And so the thing is, though, we try and do that, but we usually do it with concepts. And, and we know we should be, we know we need to have a, a stronger no. We know we need to be able to, you know, be more empowered. But how do you actually do that? Mm-hmm. And so when you're interacting with the horse, until you can get your level inside that says, I said, back off, the horse isn't going to listen. Mm. And so what this does is it gives people the opportunity to what, what level do I need to do that with? Okay. Mm-hmm. And what happens a lot of times is people will go from very passive to the extreme And they're all of a sudden really angry and really, you know, violent because they either know passive or aggressive. And, and so then the horse like, woo, you know, big eyes running away. And I have to say, okay, now, now look at the horse there. You know, what, how is that response? Because most people only know the two extremes. Mm -hmm. And so then they can learn how to change that level to where, you know, they mean no, but it, it doesn't have to mean I'm mad at you or that I'm going to be aggressive towards you. It's just raising your energy level to where they will respect it. Kind of a, an authentic and, no with compassion intact. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. I should write that down. Well, <laughs> that write is down. good. We Very need to, good. we need to, that's an awesome statement right there. Becky's really good with the words. I kind of mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Kathy's really good with the concept. Oh, yeah. I'm, so I'm really loving this. And as I'm looking at your website here, uh, by the way, your website is motionforlife.net. And what I love about your website is um, you've got, you know, your explanation. There's a little bit of information about you. And um, uh, you've got information on myofascial release. 
on the retreats that you offer. The equine facilitation is explained there. Your seminars mm -hmm. and classes that you offer, plus the listing of your books. I mean, you've done so much. So you have an active <laughs> practice in Indiana, correct? I have a practice in Indiana, yep. Yeah. And I have been here. This is my 13th year, actually, which okay. is crazy. I can't believe that. Wow, um, that long. Wow. I know. When I came back, I was like, you know, you uh, at, at John's facility, everyone comes there knowing exactly what it is, you know, and really expecting big things. And I came home and I, I live in a rural area and no one knew what myofascial release was. Mm. And I mean, it's Becky. It's like, yeah, you, yeah. Okay. So, so right. Yeah. And it's great. It was really great because it showed me that the principles work. You know, um, I mean, when people already come in knowing, oh, yeah, myofascial release is going to be great. That's one thing. But when people have no idea and they really see changes, that, that helps to build your confidence on the principles. Yeah. And, yeah. And then everything else. And you, and you have, Go ahead. I'm sorry, you have a great, great video, too, on your website about the myofascial principles, too. You have, that's a nice way to explain yeah. it, mm -hmm. that video. No, sorry. no, that's good. Um, on my website, I have um, a whole page of self-treatment videos. Mm. Uh, I specifically did that because I had to self-treat a lot to help myself. And back in, you know, when I was, again, this is... 13 years ago or things, there were not very many practitioners around. And so I wanted to make sure that uh, my clients, you know, I have some that go to Florida in the winter or other people who uh, didn't have practitioners around them. How could I make a website or get some videos together that no, someone who knew nothing about myofascial release could get on there, could watch my video about the principles and actually watch some of the videos and do things and help themselves feel better without even having to go to someone. Mm -hmm. so that yeah, was important to me. Can you talk a little bit, uh, Kathy, about um, helping clients, uh, number one, recognize their own power, again, mm -hmm. maybe getting back to that equine facilitation, but not only uh, recognizing that they have power mm -hmm. to help themselves and number two, how to influence clients to take that power back mm -hmm. and, and utilize those self-treatments to empower them. I think that is one of the messages, you know, I've always told my clients um, through body work uh, that, you know, I, it would be wonderful. My, ultimate goal would would be to educate my clients enough so that they only need to see me then when they want to see me not when they're in pain and they need to see me do you know what I'm saying oh so exactly yeah and and the thing is what, what one thing we have to realize is um, that model of empowering people is not a model that is used much in our society um, because if we have someone who needs us, then we always, you know, have a client and we have income, you know, there's, there's that whole scarcity model. Yes. You know, if you have someone who's, who's independent, can, can, can think for themselves and not only can think for themselves, but are, is empowered enough to be able to 
check in to their own body and go, what do I need? And then have the tools to take care of it. Okay. Then that's going to significantly decrease the amount of meds and different things that those people are going to need. Okay. And um, whether we know it or not, there's we've kind of created a society of people who will give me a pill. I don't want to have to do anything for myself. And okay. so it can be changing that whole mentality. But what I found is in the last, especially the last couple of years, is people are realizing that doesn't work and they do want to find more to help themselves. So I think that shift is happening. Um, but um, as far as, you know, you are right on the more tools that we have and the more that we can share these tools, you know, like that's why I did the things on the internet, which, you know, um, some people didn't agree with that because, they were afraid that clients wouldn't need them anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, there's always, if you're a good therapist, there's always going to be people who need to be treated. And right. um, it, it's like spreading, it's like spreading the word. You don't necessarily mm -hmm. have to have, you know, the same set of clients for your lifetime. It's a matter of educating, you know, a wide mass of people. So, so that there is help. And right. that seems like, um, that seems like a great business model to follow. Yes. Plus, I personally think if, and feel that when people start taking care of themselves, then it's even easier oh, to yes. work with them. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've, I've gotten to the point where I have a statement that I will tell my clients and I say, I'm only going to work as hard on getting you better as you are willing to work yourself. Mm. Um, because I found over the years that, you know, if I carry someone or if I help them get to a certain point, but they're not involved in the process, they have to go back and do it themselves. And it's so hard when, when, when you know how much this can change you, you know, when you know what it's like to let go of some of these limiting beliefs and, and, or, you know, what it's like to, you know, help with your physical pain and you so want other people to do it that a lot of times as healthcare providers, we do end up carrying them or investing a lot in them. And, and that causes some burnout. Um, and I'm guilty. And a lot of times it comes back again from taking, it's okay to take care of ourselves. You know, there's, there's this, there's this disease out there that I call Midwest itis that, <laughs> that, that is we're, we're supposed to work, 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 toil, 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 suffer, 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 you know, and, and that if it's easy, we're doing it wrong. And it's, it's, it can be quite a thing to undo. And it, it is okay to take care of ourselves. It is okay for it to be easy. It is okay to go, well, you know what, it, you're just not, ready for this yet you know when you're ready to invest in it then come on back and I'll be right here to help you and and yeah. um, I think sometimes doing that is the best way to help someone become empowered um, versus you know the model of enabling others that that um, kind of keeps them in that cycle of um, whether it's you know whatever bad habit or whatever thing they're doing mm -hmm. um, so, and then, uh, well, that's kind of what led to me writing my book also. 
Uh, it's called feeling your way through. It sounds amazing. I bet you've got <laughs> kind of a description of it on your website. So please share with our listeners what that's about. Well, uh, it really goes through the whole healing process from the start, as far as just uh, how our beliefs of, and thoughts and things affect us, you know, and, and like the first I had it divided up into different sections, you know, the first one is how do we lose ourselves. And what I mean by that is, you know, everything that we're taught from when we're little on that we're told we don't know the answers and what we think and feel probably isn't correct. We need to have someone else tell us mm-hmm. um, some so, of those things yeah. that happen. Giving your power away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you can get that. You can get it on Kindle, right? Kathy on Amazon. I think so. Um, You tried to talk me into reading it once. (laughs) I did. Way back when in 2000 and some, nine, I think it was, or 10 or 11, I I really wanted you to read it and have an audible. (laughs) I I think we just need someone. I I don't know. I don't know if I would be good at that or not, but you you never know what's going to happen. There you go. Uh, I'll read it for you. I think that would be great to have an audible version of this because uh, I'm I'm a lazy reader. I am a great listener. So, yeah. Well, I like... It's not so much even about being lazy to me. I, when I'm self-treating, I like to listen to some of these things, mm-hmm. you know, um, it just kind of, cause you can just ponder it a little bit for some reason, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I tried to put a book together that could kind of give people information uh, and, and just ideas about things. And, and the biggest thing is letting people know that everyone's journey is different Mm-hmm. Um, and finding what works for you, whatever terminology works for you, um, and giving different tools. But you know, how do we lo- how we lose ourselves? And then uh, a whole section on learning how to start to reconnect to the body's wisdom mm. with some you know different things like that. You know that that pain isn't a bad thing, or sensations are information, and learning how to kind of speak that language uh, with the body or whether you call it your intuition. Um, And the one section that I would change now, because, you know, we continue to grow and evolve is the, the releasing our true self. At the time I was really, you know, entrenched into the myofascial release world. And I still treat and use that technique. Um, It's a fabulous technique. But at the time, you know, I was told that it is the only way to connect into some of the things with your physical body. Mm. But I would have to say now that, you know, the principles of myofascial release are universal principles that have been used by different practitioners and called different things since the beginning of mankind. Mm. So uh, there are other physical techniques that can help um, and, and can can, you know, like I've held some different kinds of yoga things have, have helped. There, there's just mm-hmm. uh, the, the, anytime you say there's only one way you're, you're not correct. You know? right. you're, You'll find right. other ways. There's always other ways. Right. So, but it, it, it gives an idea of how you can actually start releasing not only the physical trauma, but the emotions and beliefs and stuff that are stuck in our physical body mm-hmm. that keep us, uh, from healing. 
And then, you know, then there's the, the sections on awareness and choice and returning to our true self. And, and I just tried to put in um, different ways for people to start looking at healing and, and gave them other venues to look at to get more information. I just felt like most of the self-help books were from people who had really reached an incredible level of enlightenment and they were speaking from a place that just seemed like, wow, that that's going to be nice if I could ever get there. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I kind of made more mine more of a, okay, you're starting out in this. Here's some basic things that, you know, simple things that you can do to start yourself along the way. I love that. And I think that's it. The mm-hmm. starting is the hardest part, and if we and, you, and it's most more right. profound when it's simple. And, and to know that so we can I all appreciate. start exactly where we're at. Yeah, uh, we don't have you know like sometimes you know a perfect example is like I will go to the gym after I've lost fifteen pounds, so I feel more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gym. Mm-hmm. So this sounds like you took the perspective of, you know, Hey, we are all knee deep in our stuff and you can mm-hmm. start right here and you don't yeah. have to get to some lofty goal, but by, but if you take these steps and incorporate some of these things, you will be further along than where you are right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, again, like I said, if I could write the book and say, uh, if I can get this, anyone can get this. So, you know, and, right. and some things, you know, like the, I love the 1% perspective and, and just think, okay, so today can I be 1% more present or can I do 1% more self-treatment than yesterday? Or, you know, if we just look at, can I, cause, oh yeah, I can, I can do 1% more, you know, and then you end up doing more. But if we set a goal of, I'm going to, do two hours of self-treatment every day and I'm going to do that. You know, you're just setting yourself up for disaster instead of setting yourself up for, you know, achieving and, and taking the small steps and small steps are fine and plateaus are fine. Also, you don't always have to be going forward. I love that message. And I, and I think this book is a perfect for the time Mm -hmm. we're in right now. If, right now for self-reflection and taking the time yeah so and i and i'll say kathy well gee you can do a revision yeah i actually i well and i (laughs) i had actually thought about i mean i thought i was going to have uh because my clinic is closed with everything that's going on um i knew you know i've done um i did traveling contract work for several years and one of my uh jobs or positions was in a intensive care and, and ICU, CCU, and another was at a acute hospital where, you know, we had exposure to different types of infectious diseases. And um, I know with airborne diseases, uh, like with this virus that's going on right now, there was no way that I could treat people without potentially causing contamination, mm-hmm. you know, so I made the choice to stop. And I thought, well, I'll have all this time you know, to do these different things. And um, I was going to start with a silent retreat and just, you know, relax and things. And I ended up getting, getting sick. 
and um, had some of the respiratory issues and had the tests done. Um, it came back negative, but uh, the lung issues that I had were something like I have never had. And it was, what it was so interesting is life, like I said, life nudges you. And, and um, I kept going back and forth with sharing my journey. And I'm like, no, you know, I don't know if I have it or not. I'm waiting for the test. And then the one night my breathing got really significantly bad and uh, to where I was contemplating going to the hospital and, and got myself through it. And so then the next morning, you know, when I was going through that, I decided this is what 80% of the people are going to be going through. Mm. They're going to, they're not going to know, do I yeah. have it? Do I not have it? You know, I was able to get a test because I was a healthcare provider, but most aren't, you know, so mm -hmm. what, are, what do we do? How do we, and so I decided to post about it to just try and give some information and funny, and this, this was last week. week. And this the funny thing is, you know, you have all these years where you're trying to promote yourself and you're trying to get messages out and you're working. What can I do? What can I say? And I send this message out on Facebook and my Lord, I got, you know, all these like 400 and some comments and different things. So I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess, I guess this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And, and, um, so I've been putting some different posts on about, uh, you know, people right now, they need some of this stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I, I've, I've given some things out about meditation. I've given things out on how stress can affect the body. You know, it's because health is not just about our physical symptoms and it's about a balance. And, and unfortunately the healthcare system which can be great in a lot of ways. There's so many specialists that are so good at the, the, the things they do, but we've lost the whole body concept and we've lost helping people return to health. We, we are focusing on treating symptoms. Right. So we have this virus that they don't have a treatment for. And so literally they're telling people, go home and, and if it gets too bad, come to the hospital. There, there really is not... A treatment. And um, it's really showing, you know, people now are like, what can I do? And I'm like, well, there's a lot of things you can do to help your body in a lot of different ways. And so it's, it's a time where, you know, of course, there's going to be people out there that are going to be peddling whatever they can, you know, but there's going to be those things that really can help. Um, and, and helping people hopefully maybe take this step of, guess what, your diet affects it. Guess what, you know, your stress level affects it. Guess what, you know, your beliefs and your thoughts affect it. You can, you can visualize, you can do so many things to help your body heal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's a long way of saying I have not gotten to the revision chat because <laughs> <laughs> because I've had a lot of people asking me a lot of questions. And so that's where I'm at. But I, I do, you know, there's a couple of projects I had planned and yeah, one was that. And then also um, on a whole different other subject, I, I have a little farm and I have these dogs and this pig and this goat and we call it Crazyville because it's, there's crazy things. So I actually have a couple of kids books that I'm working on about my, adventures here at crazyville with petunia the pig and the goat and oh. different things like that oh that's it's it's, it's it's a those are just for fun you know and therapy is is there the, the thing is 
everything is about, you know, empowerment, all that kind of stuff. It's about remembering that we're supposed to enjoy and live life. Mm, I that, love that. And, and bring love, love to ourselves. We can't heal. If, you know, if you want to empower someone, if they don't care about themselves, it's, it's never going to happen. And so laughter and love and healing you know, our hand in hand. And, and I just try the biggest thing I want to try and tell people is, yeah, bringing up some of this stuff and, and taking, you know, some of the healing journey will be difficult, but it's all about bringing more love, more joy, more happiness into your life, you know, clearing the crud, wiping off the window so that you can see the, the beauty outside. And, and too many people get caught up in that it has to be hard. It has to be all about bad feelings and this and that. And no, let it be as easy as it can be. I you know, love that. Come back healing to the joy. Can, yeah. Heal, what, what, I, what I hear you saying is that healing has some heavy stuff, but healing can bring, healing can be about bringing the lightness as well. And you yeah. And it both. doesn't always have to be horrible, heavy stuff, you know? Um, no, it doesn't. Things, it, it can be easy. It, it can be easy. And allowing yourself to be open to that lightness is, is, is great. I found one mm-hmm. thing to be really helpful during this time while we're home and I'm, I'm making a conscious effort not to be on social media too much. I'm making mm-hmm. a conscious effort not to listen to the news too much, but I am making sure that I do one of my favorite things, which is listening to bloopers from sitcoms and movies on YouTube. <laughs> and I thought, yes. you know sometimes there's nothing more therapeutic than a good belly laugh or the kind yeah. of laugh that grows, uh, that it, it's contagious. The kind that make you tear up are so therapeutic. And that's as yeah. healthy and therapeutic as you know, raging over, you know, allowing these maybe trapped emotions that are trapped in cellular levels. You know what I mean? Um, Well, and I found that, you know, all these years of all these retreats and all of these intensives, and I've started adding some retreats that are more about fun things. I mean, there's meditation and there's some, you know, connecting it, but it's connecting and connection and remembering to have fun. And those have been incredibly healing Um, because more than anything that's what we want we want to reconnect to ourselves and connect to others and and remember to have fun I love oh that that is a great 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 uh Mm. way to sum everything up too right I mean yeah. The thing is, and to remember that we're, there's nothing wrong with us. There's, there's nothing wrong with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we were bogged down. The real us is bogged down with some thoughts and beliefs and some different ideas that we picked up along the way, but there's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing we have to change. We're just trying to clear the gunk to remember that guess what? There's nothing wrong with us. And it's okay to have fun. And it's okay to enjoy life. It's okay to laugh. It's more than okay. It's it's what we're supposed to be doing. Mm, that's wonderful. And I, and I think that's what your whole, you, you know, Motion for Life is, is your, mm-hmm. is the name of your business. And I always find the name of your business is your, what you're really trying to mm-hmm 
create and like you said, helping people find motion for life, but in mm-hmm. many different avenues because you've, you've expanded <laughs> so much. With I know I, I would never in a million years have ever thought, especially writing books and teaching seminars and holding retreats and all that kind of stuff. It's it's you know life is definitely an adventure and and it's okay to keep keep trying on new hats and letting new things in for sure. And, and it hasn't, now, you know, some people might go to your website and go, wow, look at what, it wasn't, it hasn't all been easy, like you said. So it's okay. It's okay if it's not, I mean, it, we want to oh, yeah. ease, but, and fun, but it's still, there, there was effort on your part. It just didn't. No. Not and is whenever I had an idea of trying something or expanding something, whatever I was afraid of would happen first, because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're most, because, you know, and it's not because life's being cruel. It's, it's once you face your fear, then you're free of it. You know, so if you really want something and your, your biggest fear is, someone's going to give you a bad review, you're going to keep getting bad reviews until you realize, you know what, that's their opinion. This is what I'm, I'm meant to do. And then all of a sudden things change, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, those will come up to, and they're not to try and stop you. It's actually literally trying for you, but it's sometimes it will stop you. And um, you know, that that's the big thing. If you can keep on, you have to believe in yourself. And, and so like testing you know, it'll, those it, it'll bring up those places you don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like working with those boundaries. Um, the mm-hmm. on oh, yeah. Bringing that truth forward in I other mean, parts of your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can I, I know, I know, I know. It's time. I know. And we could talk and talk and talking we, we could do one whole session on the horses we could do one whole session on you know like the retreats i mean yeah but oh, i really appreciate you guys having me here oh we will definitely have you back and then maybe yeah. what we'll do is we'll do a more focused a more focused talk but this is a great introductory session um again uh your website is motionforlife.net you do have some retreats coming up, and I imagine that you're just going to play those by ear, given our current situation. But people from all over can attend those. People can have access to your books. You can order them online or perhaps get them on Kindle, like Shelly had suggested. Um, and people can come from all over to see you right there in your clinic, too. So Yes, and I do have the Facebook pages also, and I do have... Some of my books, some of the first editions that are like I can ship out for like five bucks because they have a lot of typos in them. Oh, <laughs> those are those are those are here at my house. So if anyone wants ones that they can give out to others and things like that, as long as you don't mind that there's a bunch of type errors in it, then then you can get them directly from me also. Oh, that's fantastic. Great grad great graduation gifts, because I've given some out to graduation gifts that way before oh great idea thought for graduation gifts great idea well thank you so much kathy for joining us today it was a pleasure to talk with you and i look forward to having more conversations with you in the future if you're up for it i'm sure we certainly are as well so oh yeah glad to and i will and i will put your website on this for you so okay thank you contact you great so shelly you want to yeah you want to wrap it up shelly do you want to quote go ahead
Do I want to wrap it up? You know what, guys? Ooh, I, yeah, I, just, I pulled the card. What the heck, right? I pulled a card and it says, it kind of pertains to what we just were talking about. It's, I freely express who I am. It is my birthright to express myself in mm. ways that are fulfilling to me. So, that's, isn't that's that a awesome. great one to end on, guys? Yes. So, thank you all. And our goal, Becky and I, is to have one once a week for everyone. So, we look forward to getting back to you. And, Becky, you, uh, oh, you yes. would love to see some emails, yeah. right, for Paths and Empowerment at gmail.com. And also, like you said, what, the messenger? See, I'm taking over this stuff now. This is the No, look at you go. Roles. This is awesome, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I must be on a spurt. Yeah, did I, co- did I so cover people that, want to right? message us with a voice message, they can do it very easily through the Anchor app, which is the uh, platform that we use to record these podcasts. There should be a message button that will allow you to leave a voice message for us. And on that, you can tell us um, what you've thought of our recent shows and what you would like to hear coming up. Um, also, you can email us, um, as always, at pathsofempowerment at gmail.com. And again, one last time, Kathy's website is motionforlife.net. Um, we wish you all the be- best. I'm glad to hear that you are recovering. Um, Shelly, anything to add before we sign off? 